0: This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at NerdyLegion.com. Enjoy the show! I didn't read Thor.
1: Did you say Thor? Thor? Number four? Oh, yeah. I don't think it came out today. I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either.
2: Uh, Yeah, so, uh, Pruitt, Joe Pruitt said it got pushed back a week or something.
1: What is going on? What, with
2: the release schedule?
1: Yeah. Is
2: this
1: been happening a lot with them? You know what? Maybe we should just get right into it. <laughs> yeah. Because this is the Aftershock Central podcast with Martin, Ronnie, and Jack, and I'm very angry. <laughs>
0: Why are like, you angry, Martin? What
1: a way to start a show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, like, what, what, what happened to the books? What's, what's happening? It's just one, right? Life well, Spanners, too, right? Yeah, Life Spanners. What happened to uh, Life right. Spanners? Well, I mean, I kind of know what happened to Life Spanners. Um, but, yeah, last I was so excited. I know a lot of people were looking forward to it. And it got pushed back. Like, hmm. I, Who was it? Jay, I believe. Jay right, posted yeah. the solicits for September. And I go ahead and clicked on him. I looked at him. I was like, this doesn't look right. There's a book missing in September. So I went to Comic Arc, and I was looking, and I was like, there's no Lifespanners. So I went back to August and July, and Lifespanners were supposed to come out last week, number one. Um, so I know Ronnie got into it on Twitter because I sent out a tweet. I was like, what the hell? What's happening? <laughs> and, uh, like, there was no mention anywhere. But if you go on Aftershock's website, and, like, it was removed from the schedule. Yeah. Um, it says coming 2017. And but like I went everywhere, like all the previous sites, everybody still had it listed, like the actual previews website still had it listed coming out on the 6th. And uh, it's not coming out on the 6th, guys.
2: And yeah, I'm very upset. I wonder if it had anything to do with like, I mean, they had so in June they had like four books come out. And in this month it was like 20 or something. Yeah, you, you were talking 16. about that because the next the next few weeks, there's like three or
1: four coming out every week. Or yeah, schedule to come out. Yeah, they ramped up
2: their production, it seems like. I wonder if that's taking an effect on the release schedule.
1: Hmm.
2: I'm just like pacing it out, maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't, if, if a book needs to be pushed back because there's something wrong with it or like it's not where they want it to be, I'm totally okay with that. So when I say I'm angry, don't get me wrong. I'm not actually angry. Um, <laughs> I, w- I would rather the books come out and they'd be good. Then they never come out, or you know they come out and they're just kind of garbage. Right. Um, Because I think so far the output has been really good, uh, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we we all read Valiant, and that's one of the things that you know Valiant is never late on a book. Right. Right. Um, And it just so happens that we've been fortunate enough where the quality of the books has been pretty high for the most part as well. Yeah. Um, Right. So I'm I'm glad that we get both there. Um, but you know a, a lot of smaller publishers push back books all the time and it happens and that's I mean, comics are hard
2: dude Yeah, and valiant's valiant's on the money man but you know after reading image like one week is nothing i mean you might read an image book <laughs> and it just goes away for six months <laughs> yeah or it doesn't even come back right so. well that's like
1: a, what's up black magic right that's probably not going to come back because right. the Rucka and the artist—I can't remember the artist's name—they're on Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. So we'll probably never see another uh, Black Magic issue again. Yeah. Well, how
2: about the Dying and the Dead? Got it? Got through three issues. Yeah. And and everybody I talked to was like, "Oh, this is a great story." And but that was all it got. It was three issues and then nothing. I don't think it's coming back either.
1: That's too bad. That's too bad. I was I was excited. Um, I know there were apparently some kind some production issues. Um, I don't know all the details, and uh, it's really kind of irrelevant to what the details are anyway. But, yeah, you know, it's coming in 2017, so that's fine. Right, yeah, right, you know, whatever yeah. that means. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one that we're just talking about. Well, it, yeah, I guess. Like I, I was looking forward to it. I like Team Sealy, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. So uh, that's kind of a bummer. But you know, like I said, if it means that the bug is going to be better, hopefully, then that's fine. Right. Yeah. Well, I'd, ra- I'd rather have a a, a finished a polished book. Right? Cuz I don't want any part of a book to be kind of meh. Right. You know? Right. Uh, you, well,
0: you, and you, like you guys were saying, it's like if they come out hitting home runs out of the gate with every book, you know, it one book might not be that towering home run, but it's still a home run and it just feels like it left flat. Sure, sure, sure. Even though it's an awesome book, but you know, It didn't come out strong like the other ones did.
1: Right. Yep. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Because I guess this week we're supposed to have Dreaming Eagles, which did Mm -hmm. come out. Yes. Jackpot 3, which did come out. Rough Riders 4, which did not come out. (laughs) Yep. Uh, That's the one that we're talking about. (laughs) And then (laughs) Super Zero, I guess that came out. Yeah, that came out as well.
0: Number 6, yeah.
1: Yeah. So 3 out of 4 ain't bad,
2: I guess. Yeah, and that means, what, next week we'll have five, six books? I think so. Two, three, four. It still only says four.
0: uh, Well, unless Rough Riders got pushed back a week.
1: All I show for next week is Strayer
2: and The Revisionist. Strayer, The Revisionist, Insects, number six, and Rough Riders number four now.
1: Okay, so it is scheduled for next week then? Rough Riders. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess it happens. I don't know if it's just like a weak pushback. It might just be like something with a printer, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. That's too bad, though, because uh, we're we're kind of discussing Rough Riders today. So it would have been cool to read the fourth issue. Uh, yeah. Because I, I I've really enjoyed the first three, but like they all end in like such a cliffhanger. You're like, come on now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and so now you you have the cliffhanger at, at three and you want to know what happens and now we have to wait another week. Um but that's cool.
0: It happens I think I don't think that happens enough in comics anymore today where you where they leave in the cliffhanger wanting you wanting the next issue, you know, wait another month or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um <clears throat> you know with with Breath Riders, like it's not the same kind of story at all, but you know, like what Venditti does in of War. Right. It's it's kind of like that, right? Like, where all 47 issues that we've had so far, just like when one ends, it leads to the next thing. Right. And so you have to wait another month. Right. Um, and or, I, I, I don't know when you guys started reading comics. I started reading early 90s. And that's how every comic was in the early 90s.
0: Yes, right? exactly. And, and that's where, I actually, I was going with, like, DC Rebirth style. Like, every Rebirth issue has led into a cliffhanger so to speak you know and so I thought that was awesome because mine was late 80s I think but I'm also old so
1: you are an old man (laughs) I think Jack's (laughs) a young how old are you Jack
2: oh man I'm probably older than both you guys
1: no Ronnie's pretty old dude
2: yeah are we doing ages
1: (laughs) Ronnie's like 50
2: minus ten. I'm 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 pushing forty. I'll say
0: that. that's cool. So Jack and I might be pretty close. Yeah, yeah, you guys are close. You guys are close. But you're the young pup. I am the young
1: pup, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Rough Riders because this was uh, this book was a surprise for me, dude. It's uh, it's not at all in my wheelhouse. Yep, but. It is really, really enjoyable, and I I didn't enjoy it as much on my first read as I did on my second. Hmm. Um, now, what is,
2: what is your wheelhouse? No,
1: my just... wheelhouse is more like Black Eyed Kids. Um, I, are we talking like aftershock or just in general? No, just in general. I like horror and sci-fi for the most part. Okay. Um, I, I like mystery. Which is why I like like a really good Batman detective story. And yes, I have to bring Batman up in every <laughs> podcast. Uh, but you, you know, that's say,
0: like the Department H or anything like that. You have to say, well, it. like <laughs>
1: the, Department H is fine. That's a good example. That's that's a pretty hardcore mystery. Um, yeah, I, I don't like things where. You can just read the book at face value and kind of understand everything. I like when there are things happening that you don't understand until further down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, And as the story develops, you get more and more. And you can actually go back and and reread issues and maybe catch things that you didn't the first time. Right. Yeah. Because you're like planting seeds as you go along. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like Rough Riders is one of those books. Mm -hmm. where they're planting a lot of seeds because really we've had three issues. And to be honest, like nothing has happened in three issues, right? Because all we, we, all we get is Teddy trying to find, um, his rough rider crew. Right. So yes, I am going to name this episode after a DMX song (laughs) and I might even make it part of the intro song. Uh We'll see. (laughs) Um, Who's? The, are you doing our recap again, Jack? Sure. Cool. Tell us about Rough Riders.
2: All right. So this is written by Adam Glass, who I'm not real familiar with, but it sounds like he's done a lot of DC stuff. You're a DC guy, right? Are you familiar with him? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I just can't
1: place what he's done.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked up some of the stuff he's done, and it looked like a lot of DC stuff, and I wasn't familiar with any of it, so... Hmm. Um, well,
1: he's done TV, right?
2: Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah,
1: he, I think he's done uh, like Supernatural, Criminal Minds, a couple of other things. Oh, okay, cool. cool.
2: Yeah. Cool. So the art is by uh, Pat O'Leaf, I think I'm saying that right. Sounds right. Uh, who I'm also not super familiar with. But <laughs> it sounds like he's been in the industry since like the 80s, from what I looked up. So yeah. it has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, so, so jump into this. The story revolves, the main character is Theodore Roosevelt. And, um, this is a, I guess if people haven't read this yet, it's an alternate history story, which is, uh, kind of weird because the people and some of the events are all real, but the story is, um, all fiction. Mm-hmm. So if you know your history, I imagine this probably really comes to life when, when you hear names like, you know, Theodore Roosevelt or JP Morgan, um, And I love history, but I'm not a big history buff, largely because I have the long-term memory of, like, a housefly, so I just don't remember (laughs) anything. But um, it's still a lot of fun. And so this it takes place in 1898. That's when it starts, at least. And the main character is Theodore Roosevelt, who was the 26th president. Um, But this would have been before his presidency. Um, And the book starts off with the, the... first scene was pretty impressive i thought um the, the first scene in the first issue um it starts with roosevelt saving some jewish women from a burning building um and it looks like they're working in sort of like a a sewing shop i guess yeah yeah, yeah. which i initially thought uh i saw the star of david and i thought maybe this is some sort of nazi camp but <laughs> i guess that's the whole history thing because you know this was before the Nazi party took over, so it would not have been that. I guess it's like a sweatshop or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would think it's a sweatshop, right? I mean, this is yeah. post uh, Industrial Revolution, so yeah. uh, I would think this is pretty commonplace.
2: Okay. Cool. And um, But the whole point of it is uh, Roosevelt gets to show that he's like a total badass because he saves them from a burning building that you're trapped in. Um, and I'm looking at it right now and it's, I thought the whole scene was pretty impressive. He actually has a, a a blimp that he tries to rescue the men cuz they can't get out of the building, so he's trying to get them off of a balcony or through a window or something. Mm-hmm. And then does he shoot a water tower? How does he get all the water? I was looking at this and I and there's he extinguishes the fire mm-hmm. by shooting something. Can you tell what that is? Or- no,
1: I couldn't quite tell. Let's see.
2: I think he shoots a nearby water tower, and it just dumps water, which is pretty crazy. Yep. But it's That's hard way to make the I that take out. it, too. Okay. Yeah,
1: it is kind of hard to tell.
2: Yeah. So it starts with this pretty intense scene of him saying these women, and even though he's sort of the hero, he kind of feels bad because one person didn't make it. Um, so the initial part of this first issue you know it's a lot of self-reflection by roosevelt um
1: it, it is the water tower because you can see it in his reflection in his uh little binoculars infrared binoculars
2: okay yeah. Cool. yeah, cool and so the next scene we see him uh and and feel free to jump in if either of you guys know your history and you can add because i wasn't sure what's going on i know he meets with jp morgan Yes. Right, and the others, the there's three other guys. Do y'all know who they are? Um, By any chance, the well, he
1: in the you're talking about in the first issue.
2: Yeah, in the first issue.
1: Um, you know, I did a little bit of research. I couldn't quite figure out who the other guys were. Okay. Um, I I know some of the people that actually joined the crew. Who they are. Um, but not these other guys I mean I guess he's talking about Vanderbilt So I know who Vanderbilt is He's kind of like a J.P. Morgan type Yeah um, But yeah I'm not sure about Everybody else
2: I think and and you know I may sound ignorant to somebody who really knows the history But I think there was like a, uh, a, a Like a Federal Reserve cartel Called the Four Horsemen That J.P. Morgan was a part of And I don't know if this is what that is I need a read up on it. I should have done that um, before this, but I didn't. <laughs> so
1: well, and that, that I think that's one thing that the book does really well is uh, bringing in historical characters with a twist. Yeah, right. Because the Rough Riders were a real thing, right? Um, and they were kind of just like average people. Um, they did, you know, it, it did start in 1898. They were in the Spanish American Civil War or right. uh, Spanish American War. Um, so all that is kind of discussed in this series yeah um i think what differs of course is for one like I, i'm pretty sure teddy roosevelt didn't have a laser gun <laughs> <laughs> you know so there's that like he wasn't flying around in blimps uh, anyways i, I don't want to talk about the cast now i guess we can get that yeah. as we progress in the series
2: yeah and um yeah it's cool you brought up the um uh of the, the Spanish American War because JP Morgan pretty much he tells him um that he wants to send him into Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he tells him the US is declaring war on on the Spanish. Um, but it actually and I looked this up in nineteen ninety eight, that's when the US USS Maine was sabotaged in the Havana Harbor, um, which it and it you know, it ultimately exploded and killed like three quarters of the crew which led to the Spanish-American War. And I found out one of the rallying cries was, remember the Maine, to hell with Spain. (laughs) So there's definitely lots of history here. Nice. Um, Nice. And so historically in the comic, that's why I guess Roosevelt's being sent to Cuba. Um, So he agrees to, to go, but he says he wants to pick his own team. And the first two issues pretty much are him Uh, rounding up this sort of unlikely cast of, you know, crazy characters to go on this mission with them. Um, And the first guy he goes after is Jack Johnson, which is the first African-American heavyweight boxing champion. Yeah. And next they go after Harry Houdini, the magician and stunt performer who also turns out Um, not only does card tricks but can like flick a card as a deadly weapon which (laughs) Which, let me just side note here sure that is actually a thing yeah
1: because i i used to practice that when i was like in my early teens like you know 12 13 yeah um i saw i don't even know what it was but there was some magician that i saw doing it and of course i was reading like x-men books so that's one of the things that gambit does Mm -hmm. right like you know he charges the card and throws them um so that was like my thing back then because gambit was hot in the early 90s and yeah. uh, you can cause some damage with some cards dude oh. like brand new deck of cards yeah <laughs> i mean not like to the extent that houdini does in this
2: book but yeah. not to the extent that you would take it on a, a mission to cuba undercover absolutely mission. not absolutely not <laughs> That's my weapon of choice
0: <laughs> like a card. Be, be like bullseye
1: yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah but that's
2: that's one of the things i love about this book is is he's um adam glass has really done his homework um and there's a lot of little things in here that if you really spend your time looking at looking up this stuff man there's a, a lot of little nuggets throughout it mm-hmm.
1: yeah and i did not even catch that stuff until because um, like i missed the whole jp morgan thing and all that at the, when i first read this um until i saw houdini pop in and i was like wow huh. houdini I was like, I know this guy. And then, like, Thomas Edison shows up, right? Yep. yep. Um, I was like, maybe I should look up, like, who these other people are, too. Yeah. Because um, ev- everybody that's kind of central to the story um, is, r- I guess, kind of historically important in some oh, yeah. way.
2: Yeah. So cool. And um, I'm kind of curious to see because I think he's choosing spe- to bring specific characters in for specific reasons. Based on their personality or, or kind of thing they were into so
1: I could see that because um, what is it in the second issue I guess because um, they bring in um, oh God, what's his name uh, Monk Eastman right they bring yeah, so, Monk Eastman into the crew.
2: Yeah, so the last two people after okay he goes after Thomas Edison and then they recruit Annie Oakley, yeah, um, who was like an exhibition sharpshooter yep and then Monk Eastman. Who I'm not extremely familiar with, but I think he was like a twentieth century New York City gangster, right?
1: That's correct. The Eastman gang.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah you know, he was the only one that I wasn't familiar with as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and, and he kind of quickly gets kicked out of the group because in their first fight together, um, he proves not to be a team player when uh Thomas Edison's about to get his you know, head bashed in and instead of he doesn't help him, and Andy has to go over there and save him instead. So that
1: was actually That's my cool. favorite part of the issue. Yeah, that was cool when he kicks him off the boat because mm-hmm. um, he's he's testing all these people throughout, right? Like oh, yeah. as, soon, as soon as he meets somebody, he oh, yeah. like, pulls some kind of test. Um, started with Jack Johnson and you know the hundred dollar bill, uh, and going from there. Um, I think my my two favorite ones were Houdini's test, where like he just he chains him up and throws him right. in the water because he knows Houdini can get out of it. Uh, yeah, and then of course the thing with Eastman uh, was kind of funny because you know Eastman was kind of a, a tough gangster type, and here's Teddy just <laughs> like throws him overboard because he yeah. doesn't like <laughs> the way he acts.
2: Um, yeah, kind of funny. And I wonder if he uh, I wonder if he's going to come back. Cause it seems weird to introduce a character and then you know two pages later he's gone. Sure, sure.
0: Isn't that kind of ironic that he um, put Houdini through the thing that where he actually died from?
2: Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, that's true. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was kind of Houdini's main thing, right? Like he, the, the escape from water, and yeah, he died nice. from it. Um, but that was that was his main deal. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: He was a escape artist, I guess. Yes. 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 Which uh,
1: I, I've seen a lot of Houdini stuff lately. I don't know if you guys know. There's there's a Houdini show. Yes. Um. What, what's it called? Houdini and there's somebody. And else Doyle. Here. And Doyle. Yeah. Yes, um,
0: which is the writer for, right? It's the yes. guy that writes Sherlock Holmes.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, <coughs> and they, they partner up to solve crimes. There was a Houdini movie recently, well, fairly recently, with uh, Adrian Brody. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what it is about Houdini. He's coming back, dude. Huh, Maybe the, he's not dead. Maybe he's like Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the, the Houdini and Doyle I recommend, though. It's pretty good. Is it? yeah
1: I still need to watch it. I know that uh John and Mike talk about it on their podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah i I'll, I'll check that out anyways' because, continue jack sorry
2: um, yeah, you know I like the uh scene where he was recruiting um Jack Johnson also yeah where he he actually he actually fights with him and then sort of wins him over um, by beating him, but he kind of reveals to him it wasn't because he's a better fighter, but he had sort of studied up on him and figured out some of his tendencies and and he dodges a punch, which results in Jack Johnson, you know, falling off of a pier in the water. And somehow it turns into them like laughing and hugging it out, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then issue three, they finally embark on their mission to Cuba and things sort of get fun um, because they pair up. And we see we, we sort of I think it's the first time we get to see each character kind of using their unique abilities to to fight or solve problems. Um, or get into trouble which they seem to do pretty frequently <laughs> quite as well a bit, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah quite a bit um, and they find a weapon that the Spanish are working on which I think is going to turn out to be alien technology um, I would agree with that and I, I I think I read somewhere and I don't remember where but this uh, the story is going to have something to do with UFOs at some point so I, that's my guess at this point, that that's what that is.
1: You know, that's funny, because if you guys remember when we did our Black Eyed Kids episode, I said that that's, that right. was kind of what I thought it was. Maybe right. that's what the tying thread is for this universe. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> <married>. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I kind of caught that. I don't know if it was, I think it was at the end of the second issue, um, when they show that guy, like I don't, he's like in a basement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, they only show him for like two panels like in one he's like sitting on the floor like kneeling on the floor or something and in the next panel he's like flying off into the darkness um, yes it seemed kind of weird and creepy in some kind of odd way um, and then you kind of get that in this in the third issue as well uh, when Annie is talking to that Spanish admiral right and he's not saying anything and then the little worm pops out of his ear <laughs> Yeah, what was that? What
0: was that about? Right, which we talked about in the Black Eyed Kids episode too.
1: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. The body snatchers, I'm telling you, (laughs) they should rename this Body Snatcher Comics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then it it would give everything
1: away, though. So you can't. (laughs) Um, I I really love the interaction between uh, Jack and Houdini. Yeah. But aside from Teddy Roosevelt's character, who like he's a total badass, right? Um, like, there's nothing he he can't do. Everything he does, he's freaking amazing at. Like, he's an expert fighter. He's a, a politician, a statesman. Mm-hmm. Like, he he has the backroom dealings. Like, he's a martial artist. He does everything. Um, but I think Jack and Houdini are so different in their personalities and the way that they. Um, interact with others and the way that they react to different problems. That it's mm-hmm. really cool to see them together in this book, um, oh, yeah. because you kind of don't know what to expect. Yeah, um, and they're just so polar opposites that it's really
2: fun to watch. Yeah, and I like the scene where they're being chased and and they're sort of running through, you know, running through the forest, dodging stuff. And Jack looks like a total, you know, super athlete, and <laughs> Houdini's flicking cards to break lines and. I don't know about you
0: guys, but I read Jack's lines like um, John Coffey from The Green Mile. <laughs> that's what he reminds me of. Really? Like, I mean, not like intelligent like that. I'm just talking like this big hulking guy, you know, yeah. type thing.
1: See, that's funny because I, I read him like Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> well. And I mean, maybe that's wrong of me, but like, I don't know. <laughs> You, you don't wow. see, like, a lot of, like, boxers in, in, like, movies and TV. Like, you see wrestlers, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of wrestlers in other media. But in terms of boxers, like, other than Mike Tyson, who's, who's been in a movie or a TV show that you know of? True. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've ever heard any of them talk other than, like, him and um, Holyfield. Right. And Holyfield. Oh, talks. George Foreman. Come
0: on. You bought uh, the George, George Foreman. Yeah.
1: Come on. You know what? Jack Johnson could be George Foreman could be yeah in his prime I could see that I don't know I like my I love Mike Tyson <laughs> Mike Tyson cracks me up so I just that that was the first thing I thought of and it just kind of worked for me the whole time and, um, and I kind of read Jack almost the same I don't even know why not Jack um, Houdini almost the same yeah. but like in a snarky tone you yeah you know yeah um, he, like he's,
0: Robert Downey Jr Yeah, style. I could totally yeah.
1: see that I could totally see yeah. that uh, I love Unity's character, yes, so much. He's he's hilarious. Um, the one that I can't really get into is Thomas Edison. Uh, granted, like we we haven't seen a whole lot of Thomas Edison, but just like from what I know of Thomas Edison, I don't like him as a person. <laughs> okay, yes, guys, I've never met Thomas Edison. He was dead. Before I was born, yes, I get it. Um, but he was kind of a douchebag from from what I know of history, and uh, so that kind of didn't appeal to me huh. so whenever well, he shows up i kind of don't really care
2: yeah well maybe it's yet to be seen
1: that, that's true well in since we have historical characters i'm hoping that like um tesla shows up and just kicks edison's ass i think that'd be cool <laughs>
0: that would be cool
1: yeah anyway so yeah so so we're in cuba everybody's got like their own mission or whatever yeah
2: and, um, you know, this is getting pretty close to the end of the, our last issue. Um, but that scene where Jack and Houdini are running through the forest and then uh, eventually they sort of get trapped. And it looks like it's kind of the end of the line for them. But they get, at the last minute, they sort of get rescued. Um, somebody springs out and, and, and saves them. And it turns out to be uh, Rasputin.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You forgot the part about the peasant ninjas in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's that's chasing them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because
1: when you first see them, you see them in the shadows, and you kind of can't really tell what's happening. Um, So you're like, "Eh, you know, whatever, maybe like Spanish soldiers or something. And then they pop out, and they're total ninjas, dude. There's like darts flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah. Yeah.
2: No, you're right. They're, they're all creeping up behind them. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep, but Rasputin handles them pretty 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 um pretty, uh, easily, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. And they try to thank Rasputin for saving them, and he's not really having that either. He's like, he says, uh, what does he say? He tells them, oh, they say, thanks for sa- the save, friend. He says, I'm not your friend. I am Rasputin, and you will <laughs> bow to me. <laughs> So, and, you know, Rasputin, I mean, the introduction of him made me think, okay, uh, um, they're thinking really hard about which characters, just to throw in here at at any specific time.
1: Sure. Sure. But, I mean, Rasputin was kind of a...
2: Russian mystic, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I I was trying to find a proper way of saying uh, really effing nuts.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh, controversial,
1: for sure. Very controversial, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of mythology about the character. Because, um, you know, it it was like early 20th or 19th century, I guess it would be, right? Or 20th yeah. century? I don't know. Uh, early 20th century Russia. So, you know, there's <laughs> still a lot of, like, folk tale in <laughs> Russia. Like, it's kind of a weird time um, before they dethroned the Tsar and all that stuff um so it's really interesting like he's a he's a very fascinating guy um and all the stories that have popped up about him um kind of say a lot about the type of person he was you know because obviously he was he like he didn't have magical powers like he wasn't um i guess like one of the things was you know he could drink poison and not die or whatever like Mm. there's so many different stories about rasputin um which surely none of them are true but, like, he was, like, a master marketer. Yes. You know? So yes. anything... Like, he could he could sell you on any story yes. that he wanted to sell you on. He was and the, you would believe it.
0: Yes, he was the car salesman back then.
1: Yes. Uh. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, of course, like, the main person he was selling a car to was the <laughs> Russian Tsar. Right. Right? So that's why he became so powerful and kind of so many stories have popped up about him. Um but, yeah, yeah he, he's a very interesting guy. And there there was a, a, an image book about Rasputin. I don't know if right. you guys read it.
2: I read the first two arcs of it. It was it was quite good. Yeah, it was very
1: good. It was really, really good. Um, So, yeah, that's that's how the third-ish ends.
2: Yeah, and now he has a group of people behind him also, you see, in the very last panel. Yeah. And I don't know if that's who that is. They kind of look dressed similarly to the ninjas, though. They do. So, and, I, and I don't know why he would even be here. I mean, it's it's. I think it's awesome the way he's chosen characters from this specific time. He's you know been very careful about that. He's not being loose with his history at all. Sure. Except you know in telling the story how he wants to.
1: Well, but, and it's it's alternate history, right? Which is right. which is cool because you can kind of do whatever you want with it. Um, I know I've talked about this on other podcasts before, but you know, elseworld stories are some of my favorite stories, and I yeah. wish they would do a lot more of them, you know, yeah. back in the nineties, like every month there was an Elseworlds book or like all, all the annuals I know were Elseworlds for quite a while. Right. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see cause like it's, it's nice to read about a character that you enjoy and like you get more stories about that character. Um, but to see like what that character represents in a different light is really interesting. And it makes you think about what makes that character special or that story special. Um, and that's what I really enjoy about Rough Riders because it really is an elseworld story, even mm. though I've never read any other fictional work about any of these characters other than Rasputin. Um, it's, it's very cool and refreshing to see a book like that.
2: Yeah. And I, now, have you ever read a story with this many characters in the story, this many historical characters in the same story? I mean, he's, he just threw a ton of people in here. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, was, I don't think I don't think I have
1: either. I mean even beyond comics like I don't think I've seen a TV show or movie that <laughs> right. has this many people, you know. Right. So, I don't know.
0: But I was uh, actually surprised because this one was out of my wheelhouse too, like yeah. um I love history stuff like I can watch the history channel all the time, not that I'm going to retain the information, but you know, it intrigues me. But this book when I first picked it up was more like uh, gave me the steampunk type five. yeah and i'm not really into the steampunk all that much so i was like uh well we'll just see and then yeah. i mean i don't really notice it as bad i mean of course there's some things in there like his goggles and you know stuff like that they're guns but
1: yeah the- i think it was it was very few things i got that impression too um, and the first panel that gave it to me was when he right before he shoots the water tower, um, when he's holding that little laser gun thing.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and uh, they're in the big um, blimp.
1: Yeah. Right, right. Right. The blimp. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is fine. Like, I'm not a huge steampunk guy either, but it it's cool sometimes. Like, if it's not overboard.
0: Yeah. That. And that's what I was saying is like I actually like dug into this story pretty hard because I was like, well, that's cool that now I'm like. Wondering what other famous people from this time that might pop up in yeah. later issues.
2: Sure. Now, would you do you think you would have enjoyed it as much if these were just random people he made up? Let's rename them all. You know, something else. Uh, that's a good question.
1: Um, I'm going to say no, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree and then say no.
1: Yeah, because I think I think a lot of what makes this book different is the fact that they're historical figures, mm-hmm. and. You know, some of them, like, are easily recognizable, like Rasputin and Houdini. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, Eastman, like, you guys didn't know who Monk Monk Eastman was. Right, Right? right. Um, Like, Annie Oakley, I'm sure most people reading this book would not know who Annie Oakley is. Yeah,
2: I mean, I knew the name more than I knew any details about her. Sure. Right, sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, yeah, J.P. Morgan, uh, everybody knows J.P. Morgan. (laughs) Right.
2: Uh, Or or Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. But, uh, But, uh, I mean, most people probably don't know... J.P. Morgan, the, you know, person.
1: Oh, sure, 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 yeah. They just think the investment right. The company. Right, yeah. No, I, I get that, I get that.
2: <clears throat> I what about know. you, Jack? I, I This is my has been my favorite Aftershock title. I, I loved it from the first issue. Um, and I think the thing that's, uh, I mean, I think the thing that I like the most is that it's, um, you know, it's funny, but it's not like Deadpool- you know stupid funny it's a very serious story with their I mean there's lots of you know parts that are very intense um, but along the way there's all this humorous bits you know in between and um, I felt like that dynamic just made it a really great read for me
0: would you have enjoyed it more if there were not known people into it yeah
2: you know I that I think I still would have enjoyed it yeah I mean, adding the historical element to it um, definitely gives you more to chew on. But um, I think I still would have enjoyed the story a lot without that.
1: Yeah, actually, I only reread it because you said it was your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, And I, I will say I'm glad I, I read it again. Um, so usually what I do, I, I guess if you listen to other podcasts that I do, you already know this. But usually what I do is I give a book one arc, okay? Mm-hmm. Um And that's what I was going to do with this one. I I don't know if this is an ongoing or if it's a four issue or six issue. I I didn't look it up. Um, But that's generally what I do. One arc, if the first issue really catches me. If it doesn't, then probably drop after the second. Um, But this was going to be one of those books where I was going to give it one arc and then see what happened. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of glad I reread it because after rereading it, I I have no intention of dropping this book.
0: Right, yeah. You know? And I think it's actually one of their ongoings, actually.
2: Okay, I think it is too. It's hard, it's a little hard to tell, but Dreaming Eagles is the only for sure mini, right? Yes. Yes. I have a feeling a lot of these probably won't run real long, but right, yeah, maybe ten issues and more.
1: Well, and I'm sure some of that is you know kind of see the reaction of yeah. people mm-hmm. and go from there, right? Because um, I think Insects took a break after the first arc, didn't they? Yes, so I don't know I if maybe so. maybe it was planned as a mini, and then it just did well enough where they were going to continue the story. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think overall this was this is a great book. Yeah. Um, if you want to pick one AfterShock book, and it's not Black Eyed Kids, yeah. then go ahead and pick this one up. I think this is a this is a great choice.
2: If it was me, I I would pick this one up, including Black Eyed Kids. This would be <laughs> my choice. <better. laughs> Well, the right answer is you pick up all of them. Right. Right, yeah. If Joe Pruitt's listening, he's like, yeah, that's the right answer. it <laughs> yeah, right, guys.
1: Uh, that's too funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that Joe was tagged when uh, when I posted the first episode last week. Um, I was like, yes, <laughs> right. Joe Pruitt will listen. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um
0: and then they have um, their huge announcements tomorrow, too.
1: Oh, dude, I'm glad you said that. Let, let, let's take five minutes yeah. to talk about these huge announcements. Okay. Because uh, um, I know it, there's been a little bit of chat in the Aftershock Facebook fan group about this. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's trying to kind of toss in their two cents on who it could be, what the projects could be. Now... You know, you could be, like, a little slide detective and, like, read all the tweets, and you can kind of maybe figure out what it is and isn't. Right. Um, so I know that, Ronnie, you reached out to Cullen Bunn, for example, and Phil and, Hester. Yeah. Um, so we, we will be talking to both Cullen and Phil on the podcast uh, at some point in the near future.
2: Awesome. But, yeah.
1: But um, cool. Cullen's project is not being announced, I don't think. Neither, neither one actually. Yeah, neither, neither one, Phils or Cullens. Um, and from my understanding, Cullen Bunn's project is kind of a little bit further down the line. Yes. So I, I'm going to say started, maybe not until next year.
0: Yes, he just started Conan. So
1: right, Conan the Slayer. Yes. I'm going to pick that up. That comes out next week or this yeah. week.
0: Uh, next week I believe.
1: Next week, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so he's well, he does what is it? Star Wars, Darth Vader who, Cullen? Han Solo. He's doing one of those, isn't he?
0: Um, I know he does Drax, and then he does Harrow County. Dude, I'm pretty sure he's doing a Star Wars book. I don't think he's doing a Star Wars book.
1: What's, what is it? Marjorie Lou's doing Han Solo. Is he doing the Poe Dameron one? Poe Dameron, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, he's doing Poe Dameron. Um, Alright, so now, it's, not, it's not Phil or Cullen. Now, hold up. If, if somebody's
2: listening to this, they might not know what you're talking about. You're oh. talking about you're talking about the um, the top creator announcement on the oh yeah website, sorry right? I
1: guess we should have been a little more uh, explicit yeah, yeah yeah yes the top creator announcement coming yeah. tomorrow
2: okay yes yeah. 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 so it says on the top of the website it says who will be the next top creator to join the family the aftershock family and top is highlighted in red so we're, <laughs> so we're definitely talking about like an A list person this is not going to be some <laughs>
1: Well, see, I, right. I, made a, I made a joke about that.
2: Yeah, you did. Be,
1: because Top was highlighted in red. I said it had to be somebody from Top Cow. And the only writer <laughs> yeah. that like, came to wow. the top of my head from Top Cow was Matt Hawkins, huh. um, who I really enjoy. I think Matt Hawkins is a great writer. Um, I, I don't know if he would do anything outside of Top Cow. I think he's so ingrained in Top Cow yeah. that he can pretty much do whatever he wants there.
0: He's been there for like 20 years, right?
1: Yeah, he's been there forever forever yeah. um, and I mean I think he's writing like four books for them now um, some of them are really good you should check it out like Symmetry was really fun but um, so that was a joke if, if it's Matt Hawkins like extra point for me <laughs> but it's it's probably not right um, but I mean who who would you guys like to see at Aftershock
2: oh man you know Hickman hasn't been doing anything has he He's got a couple image books, and he's not with Marvel anymore. I mean, I, I don't think that's who it is, but...
1: um, Isn't Hickman... I thought he was going out on his own. Maybe I got that wrong. Maybe it's somebody else. Really? No, well, never, I mean, mind. never mind. I, I'm thinking of Remender. I think Remender's going to be doing that.
2: He, yeah. He, well, Hickman had a, a, a tweet like a couple months ago about joining DC, where he said something about the DC editors kept... You know, stop emailing me. I'll I'll join if you want me to or whatever. Do you remember yeah. that? But yeah, but I mean, then I never heard anything about it.
0: Yeah, because he said um, I've already destroyed one universe. I can right? destroy the other one. <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> that's
1: funny. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's doing East of West, and yeah. I, I guess that's it, right? East of West.
2: I feel like he has something else. Hmm.
1: Anyways, that'd be cool. I'd be down for some Hickman. Um, I, I prefer his indie stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think I could say that for actually most people. Yes. Uh, most absolutely. writers. Um, but I think uh, in particular with Hickman, I, I haven't enjoyed anything that is not self-published. or. You really? Know. You didn't like his
2: uh, Avengers or Fantastic Four stuff?
1: Uh, Fantastic Four was actually good. Um, that might actually be one of my favorite Fantastic Fours, in fact. But in general, I'm generalizing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had that whole
2: that whole uh, theme running all the way from Fantastic Four through Avengers to Secret Wars. I mean, he really, sure. you know, had the same storyline going for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yep. I don't know. Um, so Hickman, Ronnie. Um, I don't know,
0: because. The people I would like to see's already got, like, their hands totally full. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kent is pretty yeah. much writing everything at Valiant, right? Yeah, I,
1: th- I think Kent's so hip at Valiant that uh, I think he'll ever leave. Tom King's, like,
0: pretty much Batman eccentric now, because I'm yep. pretty sure that's, you know, taking his whole place. Yep. Um, um And then Jason Mellon. Aaron, of course. But, you know, he's got two... Uh, image books and then plus tons of Marvel stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
2: it's busy. What about Lemire? He's kind of busy too, though. Yeah,
1: Lemire's pretty busy, man. Yeah, he's doing what three books at uh, at Marvel. Yeah.
2: He's doing yeah. Yeah.
1: He's doing X Men, Omen, Logan, and Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yeah. And then Bloodshot Reborn. Yeah. I guess Plutona just finished that image, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, he might have time for one book.
0: Uh, but okay, I'll read it. We'll really talk about it later. But. <laughs> um, for me, I don't know. Can I shoot big and say anybody but Grant Morrison? Oh come <laughs> on now! <laughs> I no, I, I'm just saying like like Scott Snyder. I would love Scott Snyder to do something besides one of the big two things. Yeah. Um, but Grant Morrison has been like. Jack's Garth Ennis to me, really. Like it, I take it and leave it. You know, there are some things that he's done that's good, and then some things that's just like over the top to be over the top. I could see that.
1: I could see that. Yeah. I, see that. yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like Neil Gaiman pop in there. Um, I know that he's doing a lot more novels, and I guess American Gods gonna be a TV show, and he's gonna be involved with that. So he might be too busy. Right. Um, unlike Ronnie, I love Mr. Morrison. <laughs> so what about? If Grant okay. Morrison were to pop in here, I would be all over that. Okay, can I change my answer? <laughs> no.
0: I'm going to take Warren Ellis. How about that?
1: Mm. Um, actually, that's pretty interesting. Because uh, Garth Ennis is doing Dreaming Eagles, but mm-hmm. he does have another project that he's going to be working on for Aftershock. Right? Right, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I read that somewhere, so yes. I'm not yeah. making that up. Um, and Warren Ellis yeah. doesn't have
2: a ton going on.
1: No, he's he's doing stuff at Avatar Press with um, Alan Moore and Garth Ennis. So it'd be kind of cool to see. I mean, I don't know about Alan Moore. Um, I think he just kind of likes doing his own thing. So maybe he <laughs> wouldn't do a book for Aftershock. Um, right. But maybe Warren Ellis.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? I'd love me some Warren Ellis, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like, I'd, I'd, be down for that. Since, I'd be down for that. Since Ronnie changed his answer, I'm going to change mine, too. <laughs> oh, <soon>. you guys. <laughs> I'm going to go with the hometown guy, Jason Latour. <laughs> that's who it is. Okay.
0: Yeah, because he's, he, he he's, he's he's only doing um, Spider-Gwen, right? And he's drawing oh. Southern Bastards, right? Okay. Yes. Yep. And then that's it for now? I think so. Yep.
2: And let me tell you, at Heroes Con, he had a line, I think the biggest line there. I saw it. I and I, saw guess it. That's, I guess he's from here, so that had something to do with it. But well, He's um, definitely a star on the rise, though. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I think it was the same with uh, Remender. His line was pretty long. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah I can see, see that.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Well, I guess we'll find out. You know what's funny? We're, like We're recording this the day before the announcement. So by, the, by, the right. time, Anybody by the time hears it's announced, this yeah, they'll already know. and They'll be like, you guys are idiots. Right? Yeah. talked about it for 15 minutes. <laughs> They're like, oh, Jack got it right. Yeah, we'll see. No, I got it right. It's Matt Hawkins. We already know this. <laughs> okay? Top cow. He's the top cow. Okay? It has to be him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, fun times. Um, I guess next week, because I don't want to do these episodes too long. That's fun, but sure. next week we're going to be uh, discussing our first round of new books, and I think yeah. we should we should probably do that other book that we wanted to do tonight, okay. but I didn't think we would take this long to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll be discussing Second Sight next week, and uh, we'll we'll do some reviews of the new books that came out this week awesome. as well. Um, it'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah anything there. else you guys want to talk about tonight
0: um, the, the big announcement was the only thing that I had that I wanted to bring up
1: you know we should have done we should have seen if we can get like inside scoop well and so we could actually talk about it you're the, I mean. you're the you're the my my bad my bad, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> that's my fault all right I guess we can wrap this puppy up it's been fun it's been real I hope you all enjoyed it I know we did you can now find X. yes, Ronnie.
0: I was just gonna say now X is gonna give it to you. Ah <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yes, <laughs> Ronnie, Order. you're gonna make me lose my mind up here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably have to find like a spoken word version because I think if you do the actual music, you probably get taken off the internet. Probably. Um, or at least maybe iTunes. Anyways, well, we're all on Twitter. You should go and find us there. I don't know. Uh, I know Ronnie's very active. Jack, I don't see you on Twitter that often, but it's okay. I know you're a busy guy. Jack is at Jack Sutherland because that's his yep. name, and that's the easiest way to find him. Ronnie is at Rambar Sixteen. That's kind of his name, <laughs> um, but yeah. And I'm at Geekvine. That's not at all my name, <laughs> but uh, it's so that's how we think of you. But uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, There's a long story behind that. I'll I'll talk about it one day. You can email the show, hello, at nerdlegion.com. Of course, we are on the Aftershock fans uh, Facebook group. So be sure, if you're an Aftershock fan, to go on there and check it out. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Good people's in there. That's going to wrap it up for us tonight. We'll catch you guys again next week. Ciao. Later.